This podcast is brought to you by Steve Motor Group, Claire Gawe. For your personalised vehicle shopping experience, find out more at stevemotorgroup.ie. So delighted now to be joined by Gord Senior Hurler, Craig Lally, and former Galway Hurler, Kevin Brady, to look ahead of what we have in the last eight of the Senior Hurling Championship, uh, the last four in the Senior B Championship, and the last eight as well in Intermediate and Relegation Playoffs to be played as well. Um, this weekend for some teams so it'll be about survival for all of them but really it's about the business end of the championship now how do you look at this weekend now Craig given that yeah, I suppose you were just one game away from getting to the quarterfinal yeah look on our own perspective it's it's uh, it's a nine really I suppose and considering we had, we had a good old year considering the group we come out of it was a tough, tough group like you know um, two of the four still left there in quarterfinals this weekend so uh, we just underperformed the last day, and that was the most disappointing thing. You know, you, you don't mind going out and playing well and losing, but playing poorly and losing is a different story, and that's probably the hardest thing to take from it all. And when you're looking ahead to the weekend, even though I'm saying that, like there's 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 eight cracking teams left in it, and it's going to be four great matches. Um, but at the same time, it's better to be in the business end than looking on. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, look at it like in all fairness, Cap Tagler well do there. They crossed the last day. They were very good against us, and when they got the chances for goals, they took them, and we didn't. And that was a uh, that was the winning and losing of the game, really. Like, and you know that's why, like, we get into more. I suppose as we go on, but like the three or four deadly forwards there that when they got the chances against us, Liam Collins, Jen, and Sean Collins, or Mike Collins. That that's why I suppose we get into later on in the, in the podcast that they will they will be a match for anybody, and no bigger team than Thomas is the next day. So. Uh, yeah, just it's disappointing. I was just chatting there before we come on here. We're very young, and for us overall, I suppose considering the group we got to stay up in senior A was definitely a plus. But at the same time, when you get into positions of being in a preliminary quarter final, they're there for winning. Like so, um, there was no way in our head going into that match against Captag the last that we were thinking that we were happy with our year. We wanted to stay going as far as we could. Like so, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But good regroup, get the younger lads in the gym over the winter and try and build them up and, and go again next year. Do you feel the Turlock game in Kenny Park kickstart your season? Because it's something we were kind of referencing on the podcast where it wasn't going well for you. Turlock looked like they were just, like, had an answer every time, 15-11 up. But do you feel that moment in those last few minutes that kind of kickstarted something in the group? Yeah, definitely. And especially the younger fellas. Um, like, we, we really have, like... We have a real split in the group. Like where that day against Turlock Moore, Jason Dunhu, the cornerback, he was the eldest of the backs at 21 years of age. He had nine lads younger than him starting on the team. So there was the five lads older, like Jack Grealish is one of the oldest lads in the team and he's 26. So it was it was a coming of age for a lot of them young lads, especially the lads that are 20 years of age. It's the third year in the panel. It was a real, like, you know, the last couple of years, we've really just been in senior B and, you know, messing with senior A whereas that was a really tough upcoming against one of the top four teams in Galway and, and to get the draw was brilliant like um, especially under the circumstances the weather the way we were four points down we got 1-1 in every time to get it and it just gave the lads massive confidence the younger lads in particular um, I don't know because I wasn't playing was that better for them I'd say because <laughs> they didn't have to listen to me giving out but um, no like definitely it was it was brilliant for them and it gave them the kick they wanted and it like we even with a slow start against Portumna in the next game, but I think the confidence that they gained against Turlock Moore drove them on. That you know it didn't really make a difference that we went five six points down against Portumna. We always knew we could come back, and 
we ended up going on and winning the game by 14 or 15 points and like even those, those flashes against Thomas is in the first day as well like and it goes down to the goals against like the Captain game goals win matches like and it, it happened against Thomas's where we played well in patches like we went up against Thomas's and then we conceded a goal and we conceded a second goal and you're just chasing in after that and it was the same day against Cap Tiger, like you know, we brought it back to 2.19217 just before half time next thing conceded the second goal and you're chasing the game again do you know that's I suppose that's something we, the young lads will learn in time as well Um, that you can't be conceding goals especially against really good teams that they just dominate you so but to come back to the Turtle game, yeah, it was definitely, it was it was massive. Like, Turtle Moore have been knocking on the door for a long time. They've probably underachieved as well for, for what they are with all the players they have. And um, they'll admit that themselves a lot of the lads. Like, you know, they've, like, I've been involved in county panels with them Turtle Moore lads and there's been seven, eight, nine of them in county panels back in 16, 17 there. Like, they've, they're just so much talent. So, to get that draw against them, it, it was massive for us. Like, and you could see coming off the pitch that day, we were, it was like a win for us. Like, whereas they were just waiting to go into the dressing room to get it on that sort of way so yeah it kick, it kicks out kick started off our year but look at it kicked it only kick started off two more matches and you know I suppose where it was good for the young lads to come on they still have to learn that there's no medals out of quarter finals or premier quarter finals do you know what I mean so it's two or three years of building up and aiming to you know get back to where we were and get into county semi-finals and county finals and be competing again how did you find playing in the forwards <laughs> I get asked that question a good bit this year and my door Kevin a bit uh me on this one. It's nice to be running away from a fella instead of running after him, so it is all right. Because <laughs> it wasn't great running after him as my time in centre back, but uh yeah, look at it, it's 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 different. It's definitely different and it takes time to get used to like, you know, making the right runs at the right time and not making a fool of yourself. I found myself this year now in a few times where you could be running around for twenty minutes and you might get a ball and you're like, Am I doing the right thing here at all? Whereas centre back, you'd always get on a few balls or you get yourself on balls or Kevin hitting your sharp puck out and you'd be in the game. But um yeah, it's different. Like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know, is that the way the groove of a lad's age goes when you go from the backs to the forwards and it is you get to sixteen or seventeen <laughs> on, on your back. So but uh no, look at I suppose we've a lot we've not no more more younger backs coming through them to have forward. So it was an easy enough integration from I didn't really have many numbers in my back in the backs. I just before we get into action, um, Craig and bring Kevin in here. Overall, do you take it as a good year or do you take it as a year with some regrets? Um, no, no. But look, it was a good, positive year overall. Like you know, considering I said to you, the last couple of years we've had, um, we played in our last county final, two thousand seventeen. We had a bad couple of years after that for two or three years. We got through to county semi final with Matt two years ago. Last year was a disappointment. This year again, now we've brought on. Two or three great young lads. Ben Donovan there, wing back, has been a great find for us. We've Dylan Murphy, Matt's uh, grandchild. He's come on for us there, corner forward in a few games. We've also brought on two or three other 17, 18-year-olds to add to the 20, 21-year-olds that we've had. So overall, it's been very positive. Disappointed in the performance last day against Cap Tagle. I don't think we're that, there's that much of a difference between us. But at the same time, overall, in the bigger perspective, yeah, we're, we're happy. Happy, I suppose. Kevin, uh, this weekend we have the last four, or the last eight, as I mentioned, in senior and the last eight in intermediate. It's, it's interesting now this weekend because we're going to, I suppose, have some teams coming in a momentum and then you have the teams that top the group. And I suppose the question won't be answered until after the quarterfinals are over. Was that break good for a team or maybe was it something that they didn't need? Yeah, it's true, Shaq. Uh, pros and cons to both sides, but 
it's it's a clean slate now this weekend. It's not out hurling. Um, it's going to be a bad weekend, bad week coming. There's going to be a big breeze in Pierce Stadium with the two two double headers there. I hate playing in it. I've always said it. Um, it's a game of two halves. It's like an old cliche, you know. It's um, there's a gale blowing in over the sea at all times, you know. Um, there'll be two cracking games, cracking games. I'm looking forward to. It. I'll go into the ones on Saturday. I won't on Sunday. Um, the refereeing has a lot to do with it this weekend, Shots. I really, I really hope the games are let flowing because, you know, we were talking last week or two weeks ago, myself, yourself, and Cyril, and there's an awful lot of frees being given. And that's no disrespect to referees, a great respect for them, but, you know, they're they're trying to do their job, but they're trying to keep the letter of the law just perfect. And above any other county, you know, I, I believe it's catching at the county level then because frees are given for absolutely everything. Free takers, you know, between Nile and there, and, you know, um, your own Richie Cummins there and you know, Farher, you know, they're shooting the lights out. They're shooting the lights out, and I just hope they let the game flow this weekend now and have four cracking games. It's something we've mentioned, Kevin, um, since you've been on the podcast during the club championship knockout hurling. What's knockout hurling like now in the build up to last eight, where you know simply you're going to be in for a battle? Oh, it's just an animal of a week, like it. it it's just. It's Lala tells you there himself. It's just the total mentality changes within in the club, within the ethos of the group. It's alright for the likes of Tommy's and these guys who have been there year after year. They know how to prime their run. But we'd say for the likes of Castle Gare there now, or even Turlock, or even Orr Moore this weekend, you know, who haven't been there quite a lot. Um, it's not nervous ground, but it's exciting times. You know, it's this is all this is all bonus territory for them. They'll all want to win it. Um, I don't think anybody's going to fear anybody. You know, I think there are four great games. Um, no one really wanted to get Tommy's, the truth be told, but um, I think Turlock, Turlock and Cashel is going to be a cracker. Or more for me are the team of the year so far. You're surely taking credit if Castlegar pulled it off this weekend now, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking to Farrer there or we were good old buddies. I was chatting there. We were actually golfing a few weeks ago. Two weeks ago, myself and himself and Finnerty and his uncle. And um, I hadn't really, I don't, and I say on a podcast or anything to anybody, it's, uh, it is what it is. Jordan doesn't question it. I don't say it to upset anybody, but it, I just say it as it is. And um, Finnerty being Finnerty, he just said, uh, how did you take what Brady said for her? Well, he says, to be honest with you, he said, Pete, he said, what he said was right, but the lads were shocked that it came from him because it's such respect for him. Well, I said, um, it worked, didn't it? Like, they were down against Arizona that weekend and got beaten, and Jor actually said it to them at halftime. Um, he said, listen, lads, whether you like it or not, he said, Brady is right. He said, There's, the bit is not between your teeth. We're soft. And they just got back into training after that Arizona game, and I'm sure they were throwing a few darts at my face. <laughs> <laughs> they're going well they're going well they seem to have I just hope and pray this weekend that they go man for man and don't put out a sweeper it's it's a hiding to nothing um, go for it you know they put out a sweeper against uh, against Crowell and conceded four goals and when they pulled them out of it they actually went on to win the game so like Turlock are no world beaters up front either so I just hope that they they don't um, put a sweeper system and have a real cutter Greg, just before we get into uh, Turlock and Castle, because it's the first game up in the last eight this weekend, uh, just for what Kevin was saying there about 
knockout hurdle and all this. Is it hard now as a player not to be thinking about a game like this in the lead up? Um, as Kevin said there, I suppose a lot of the teams that are left there, they've been in position a lot over the last couple of years. <clears throat> like Turlitmore, Castlegare, Turlitmore, Tom is obviously, Cap Sagal have been there a good few times, Cambridge are there, Lockray are there, or, or Sarsis are there. I suppose the real new ones, I suppose, two of the Roar more and, and Castlegare have been there in a couple of years um, in this phase. But like there's a lot of them Castlegare, as the older heads like Jur, Dean, all that crew, they'd be, they be well used to stuff. So. Um, they take it in the tribe, but I suppose the younger fellas are right. It's it's a uh, it's not called hurling though. That's what it is. It's what it's about. Um, like I did, I I definitely agree with Kevin was saying there about or more. Like they've, I've seen them. They've played out North Pitch there. They play Climber Daily out North Pitch there the last round, and um, Kyle Burke got off injured their main man after fifteen minutes, and the young lads just stood up to play it and really like what I see with them. Like so, I don't think they'll fear not going hurling either. There's nothing to lose anyway. Like that, like the younger the. Uh, or more does have nothing to lose um, they're in bonus territory I suppose the way it is but it, that's what we'll be saying about them but they won't be saying it themselves like they have big notions and rightly so um, they're building something really well there like and even the run structure coming through be friendly, friendly enough there one of the lads that's involved with under 15 teams and under 15 team like they're competing in A finals and winning left right and centre they're all the way up from under 12 to, to minor so this isn't a surprise or anything like that and they're going to be a, a big force in Galway hurling um, but the rest of the teams are well used to knock out hurling out at this stage. Like if you look at the likes of Clare Bridge, Lockray, Thomas's, and Turlet Moore, sure they're competing in the semi-finals and finals for the last how many years in a row? So as Kevin said, they have the run timed a lot of them perfectly, especially the lads that are that have had the four week break. So um, even though I know Thomas is in them, like sure they're running on fifteen. Like they brought on no sub against us in the first round. Do you know what I mean? They played with the fifteen, finished with the fifteen. I was at the second round against Portumna. Came and he was just back from America. I think Brian Mom had 10 minutes to go. He was the only sub that came on. And I think in the third round, they might have brought on that young Farrell, the under 20 lad, um, along with the lads. So, like, they're timing it perfect there now. I think Werner's back training. Uh, Keane is obviously back doing a good bit of training. So, like, they're well used to this, like, as are as a lot of teams. I know Clare Bridge are probably playing an extra game than they're used and, and heard it more, but they'll be fine. There'll be no worry with them knockout, knockout um, stages. So just the first game on Saturday, lads, it's Castlegare and Turlock Moore, half two in Pierce Stadium. Kevin, from being a previous Castlegare player, I know the clubs aren't right on top of each other, but there still is a close proximity because there's not much hurling clubs between the distance of Castlegare and Turlock Moore. Would, would both clubs consider this a bit of a derby? Oh, yeah, it was always a derby between Castle and Turlock and Castle and Mellows, Castle and Moore. Um, more Cashel and Mellows, but Cashel and Turlock would have been the next one, really. Um, and all of the years I played, I think they only ever beat us once. We always seemed to get the better of them, you know. Um, we never feared them. You know, they were tough, teeth tough, um, very physical. I suppose the game has changed now. You know, I was 15 years with Castle Garrett, about six years gone out of it, seven years gone out of it now. But... Um, it's going to be a cracking game, you know. If it comes down to freeze, Cashel will win it, you know. And as far as I heard you from anywhere, we're 100 yards with that freeze. Uh, Connor Walsh, good free taker as as well. Um, now, I know Cashel have a the full back line has been injured most of the year, you know. Teagle there and um, oh, what's the other guy? Magnolia. Yeah, yeah. But... um. Sure, reckons they're back training, they're not far off it, you know. But to throw a guy in a quarter final stage is 
you know, it's a dangerous thing to do. You know, um, Greg knows more than anybody. Like, if you put a young guy in 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 a real championship hurling, the guys are buzzing and hopping for the first five minutes tells a lot. I wouldn't be starting them. I'd be going what they had what they had the last day. Now the talks of um Sean Loftus back trying with Turlock. Um like he huge, broke his huge boost there if he's back. Huge boost, you know, like I, I know a lot of them and I wouldn't go fishing for information because the tell you lies in was up there no more <laughs> getting here, you know. But um listen, that's all the mind games. It's, it's what makes the GA great, isn't it? Um, will he won't he will he tag out will David Burke be tagged on the line for Thomas's all of these kind of predictions so um, he'd be a huge huge thing but in saying that if Sean Loftus does play and and they need him which I think they will like coming in with a broken collarbone you know the great Jorlock Nan thing when Johnny McMahon had his broken shoulder on the left he strapped his right (laughs) 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 so like the first thing you're going to be doing when you when you meet him coming on, like is you know happy Saturday and here's a shoulder for you, <laughs> and, and it's all within the limits. Like Lal has done it plenty of times. <laughs> I was going to say if you were, if you were still playing for Castle Garby, <laughs> the opposite shoulder in it, that's for sure. <laughs> that's, that's the way the game is, you know. It's tough, it's fair. Um, you know, there's no malice in it, but at the same time, it's it's cutthroat stuff this weekend now. So it's, it's going to be a cracker. He obviously played Turlock, um, Craig, and it's a good point there um, Kevin makes about Casagari's sweeper system. They obviously laid on that Crawford game. They just had to go man-on-man to brought Craig Thomas deep and they started winning ball and just go, going direct uh, at Crawford. But for Castle, if they do play the sweeper, are Turlock just one of these sides to have the quality and the ball players just to completely bypass the sweeper system? Yeah, they would have a right, yeah. They definitely have the talent in the squad, 100%. I didn't hear that about Lofty, you know, about Lofty becoming close, but come back. But what I've seen over the last two, three years, since Lofty went to centre forward for a more, he's been their best hurler. So if he's back in, in contention of playing, that is a serious, serious plus for Charlotte Moore. Um, she's like, something they're lacking is what they get, what they return to get out of the forwards. And Lofty was by far the best at that in returns. Like he was scoring five, six points from play. He was a free taker. Um, so that's a big plus for them. Like Casagar, when they played the sweeper against Crawford, they actually conceded the goals. So I don't know why they played that system. Like, um, They were very good when they went direct, when they were 15 or 15 against Crawford. So I'd start off that straight away. Now, as Kevin said there a few minutes ago about the stadium, oh, the hate games on the stadium. I just, I don't, I don't feel right about four quarter finals inside the stadium. It just doesn't feel right. Like, yeah, it's fine for a county final, but geez, like you're probably going to have two semi finals in there now as well. And I know this pitch is closed and that's, Probably unavoidable, like you know, that and then Ray's obviously a big loss for the likes of that, but um, like it, it's like it's going to suit teams an awful lot more. Like, like it, I know they're playing each other, but I know I they kept tagging Thomas in the last two or three years there. It suits them, like they're very good at playing that space. And Turret Moore will be like that now as well. Um, whereas I know Casagar when they played Sarsfield in the second game down in Athen Ray, Athen Ray really suited Casagar, so it did. And they're they're physical, they're well able to mix it, so um. Yeah, Cassie, sort of more very good at that 10, 15 yard passes like Dahi, um, John, Connor Walsh, John Lina, and these guys can mix it around. Kevin Hussey came back on the last day for 25 minutes, 30 minutes. He's a big part to play. Lofty gets plays, Daniel Loftus, all will able to her. Like, so look at I, I think it's going to be very physical. I think Cassie Garrett brings the physical side of things to it. Um, can Turlock more match that physical side of things? I don't know. Cassie Garrett have the big men to do it. 
So um, it'll be as long as they're in their face straight from the get go. But if they do concede like they did against Crawl, they won't. Uh, Turlock Moore won't forgive them like Crawl did, and that's for sure. So they need to stay pushed tight all the way like they did against Arsenal. Is there question marks over both full back lines of like both full forward lines? Like when you look at Castle, you've had Oshin, Connolly, Jack Coyne, Killian, Callahan, and you look at Turlock, like who who are they going to put in there? But there's obviously a few injury doubts in that Castlegar full back line. Is there, is there certain question marks over maybe this Turlock and Castlegar full back line? And is it really Kevin about which full forward line can get on top? Yeah, it is. But at the same time, like. With a breeze that you'll have in Pierre Stadium, sometimes goals are not a big, big thing in Pierre Stadium. It bypasses a lot of full-back lines. Um, like uh, Ronan Burke is having a massive year now. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. He's really stepped up. And he, he just seems to have his mojo back in there. You know, with Dahi, Ronan is sort of the kind of guy, you know, Ari, I won't play senior this year, I'll go down intermediate. You know, but he's really he's really nailed his, um, his colours to the mass this year, you know. Um he seems happy there, you know, with with um Dahi outside him. I just don't think there's too many goals um to be given away within that turtle full back line. Um I just hope and pray that Cashel go man for man because physically, as Greg said, they're a bigger, bigger unit than them. You know, you've Farrer there, you've Donald Barry, you've Cahal Cahal Moraine, um Cahal Ryan, you know, you've Dean Higgins, you've Teagle if he's back a warrior, you've the two Thomases. These are tough, tough guys. Now, Turlock are as well. Um, but I just feel um, I just feel that Turlock might have a small bit too much for them. I hope and pray the Cash will win it. And that's coming from an uh, next Cash will play. Why, why do you think Turlock will have too much? I just think they're like go back to the start of the year like the Ardrahan game. Cash were poor, okay? I expected that. Um, they're a kind of a club it starts slow, and they improved as year as the year went on. Um, they were they were happy enough to beat or good enough to beat um beat Sarsfields, you know. But it's it's a very very hard one to call shots. It's like they've really answered the they've really answered the critics if that's the way you want to put it. They've they've smartened their setup up, um, but. I just think Turlock have way too much for them. I, I just do. They've, they have county players all over the field. You know, um, they use the ball very well. Now, in saying that, Turlock haven't been the same team since Garth, uh, as good as did beat them in, in, in at the ride that evening, you know. It was at that game. It was a ter- horrible, horrible game. Um, you know, but, like, that was, a, that was the turning point for Garth that year. I'll tell you that, but, Turlock seem to be on a dip after that. Um, they have to up their game now. I seen them against um, Mike Cullen the last day. They were only eleven points to six up at halftime against a very very average Mike Cullen team. Now we did say that Mike Cullen will bring the physical side of it, the fitness side of it, which they did. But in all fairness, like if you're if you're county champions, um, and to be thinking like that, you'd want to be blown the likes of these guys out of the water. So it's it's very evenly matched, but I just think that Turlock have a bit too much for them, as in class, as in players. Um, but I just hope and pray that Cash will win it. Is Jared Fowler someone you need to put on the edge of the square, Craig? Because obviously Turlock are going to want Dahi obviously to go on him and man mark him. But when you think of 
Dotty what he's brought going forward this year to Turlock? Is it just get Farrer on that edge of the square? I don't think so. No, I think he's better off floating out around the middle of the field, floating centre forward. Like he, as Kevin said, like he'll strike a ball over the bar from 80, 90, 100 yards if he gets it in his hand or by free. So you probably won't get the same return out of him in full forward. It's like, no offence to him. Like I know myself at what is he, 39, 40 years of age, he's not going to have that turn and pop over the bar like he used to. So have him out around the middle of the field there and pull Dahi out of centre back. And get on to the ball there, let the lads pop the ball to him and he put the ball over the bear. I think he's better off doing that floating 11 game. Um, just suits him better. Like, but the, like, what a year he's having in all fairness for the age. He's like, he's he's just he's some warrior. Like, and I know I was talking to Dean there at the start here. Like, him, he wasn't able to train at the start here, he was just going match to match, you know what I mean? So, to be able to do that, like, and I, I seen him against Sars exactly like he was he was everywhere. Like, I, he was tracking back and made a hook with five minutes to go as well, back in his own half back line. So, like he's he's some warrior. Just to be called there as well. Actually, the last day I didn't hear. I just heard it after our match. The last day was Daryl Walsh went in goals and Mark they dropped Mark Fahey. Yeah. For Turlock the last day was that an injury or is that going to be the case the next day? I wonder. They just dropped him. I think the match. Yeah. Season. Yeah. It was. They call that now. Yeah. Big, especially the stadium the next day. Puck house be massive. Like because the pitch is so big. Would you have played with Mark Craig? No, no, no. He's only in the last year or two, but um. Yeah, no, I was just wondering about that call. I don't know, was it an injury or not? Like, but like because What's I know. Any, any sign of a ref yet? Uh, I'll just check here now. Ian Hines is refereeing that match. Yeah. Just uh, working at the handy there. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Just finally, lads, on um, matchups. You mentioned there. You see, Dahi on Jerfarher. It's do you expect Turlock just to go physically man to man, Jack Coyne on Brown and Berker? Do you expect them to drop someone back there? I'd say all year anyway, definitely against us. Dahi was sitting deeper, like Dahi's he's probably sitting on the forty five and he let this into forward Rome, but like it's it, like Dahi, I think Dahi'd still do that. I think Dahi'd sit back and he'll protect Ronan or the space in front of Ronan, should I say. But I think they'll have to put someone on fire. So they'll probably pull uh, at the midfield or wherever the Darawila maybe or something like that will have to follow for um in open play because they just you know, they won't be able to afford to give them that space, especially in the stadium, because there'll be more space than that right in the stadium for the likes of Farrer to get into pockets. So I'd expect Dahi to sit back in the forty five, like not a sweeper role, but just sitting back protecting and uh, maybe a midfielder to pick up Farrer and just kind of like that open play game. Just then would you expect Hussey to go into the forwards at the weekend? I don't know. I don't know, like because, like, well, if Lofty's if Lofty's back, he definitely won't be because there'll be no room for him in the forwards. But um, like, Kevin on his day is as good as Anton out there, and like that's why he he I, he only came on the last day, didn't he? he only played 20, 25 minutes. But if he's fit to start, he'll have to start the next day. So um, I, but I don't know where he'll play. He's been playing wing back for the last couple of years, um, and wing forward at times. So you know where that's got him in. As well, uh, just to kind of finish up on this game, Kevin, you mentioned you expect Turlock to win it. You nearly feel for Castle, though, if they're going to call something here, they really need to stop the Turlock path forward line scoring. They were crucial against Mike Cullen, Connor Walsh, Jamie Holland, Sean O'Hanlon. Like, all these players have just the ability to come up with three or four points a game. Yeah, well, Jamie Holland back again. That was his first game back. Yeah. You know, he was playing six there last year and the year before. And 
uh, to pop up for three or four points. A serious hurler, not renowned for his point taking, but uh, he's a he's a outstanding hurler. You know, um, he's a huge plus for them now. He's a massive, massive plus for them. They have a bright bit of physicality now in, in the half forward line. Um, they must have heard us on the podcast the last day because they were playing Sean and Ann at number eleven, and like we were on about myself and Cyril and yourself, leave him if he's good enough for county at eight or nine. Leave him at eight or nine with his club. Work your work your team around your county guys, you know. But just on the Farrer thing before uh, we leave it, um, shocks. Like they have to go man to man the next day on him, you know. At forty years of age, it's just credit to him, um, and they're not gonna. Turlock are gonna want their um their own all star Dahi, you know, hurling as well. So they'll hit him with a couple of sharp puck outs and they'll try and suck Farrer back in, but they'll have Whelan or someone like that on him, and they'll stick to him all day. Just stick with Farrer, do nothing else. But you can be sure, like when we're talking again next week, Shocks or the week after, he'll still have 10 or, 10 or 12 points scored. You can be sure there'll be two or three of them from play, a line ball, and seven or eight frees, regardless who marks him. That's just the way the game will be. Hopefully they come out the right side of it. Greg, Kevin's predicted Turlock. Who are you predicting? Yeah, I'd agree with Kevin. I think just overall, I think that Turlock probably has have a bit more strength and depth like your name them there Jamie Holland never played against us Kevin Hutz never played against us I know Darrell Walsh is in, is in goals but never played against us like they just seem to have 20-21 lads and I think Casagher albeit when they click they're very good they might be just lacking the squad depth that Torrett Moore have um, like Torrett Moore just seem to have it in abundance like even Lofty coming back there now as well as another plus dad so I, I'd probably just just tip Torrett Moore it's then on right yeah the next game up after that is uh, St. Thomas's Capitagal, uh, quarter past four in Pierce Stadium as well. John Kane is reffing that. St. Thomas has been caught this weekend, Kevin. No. Um, I don't think there's any team in the in the country at the moment to catch Thomas's. They're just... Like, usually you regard Thomas's holding their run, you know, for this time of year, quarterfinal, semifinal, which they've always done. But they've come out with the blocks all guns blazing this year. You know, first game, bang. Second game, bang. They're just, they're really, really um, consistent at the moment. Um, is there talks of David Burkbeck training? I know he won't be, he won't be anywhere near it yet, but like if they get to a county final, which they look highly likely to, um, and as Greg said, they've used very, very little of their bench. I think it's 17 players they've used or something in the championship. Something After winning under 20B as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, Hurled very well as well, you know. But um, they have a lot of like for a club that's so small, you know. And a couple of years ago, you were saying, oh, they might get two, three county titles, and there'll be no more about them." But when you see what's coming through now in the underage, no more than Garton or more as well. Um, they have a huge, huge future ahead of them. But I, I can't see anybody, you know, this weekend or coming near them. Now, happy won't be thinking that, you know, they're. At a goal fest as well against Yilal. Um, mm. They're good hurlers. They're really, I seen them a couple of years ago against Mellows and in an account quarter final in a double header in an Athen Rye. Jicey was playing as well and he was doing the coaching with them. They look physically in super condition, you know. Um, and you can see the work he'd done with them. You know, they've brought it on again. But well, we just spoke a couple of weeks ago as well, shocks about it. Had they lost a few, you know, they lost a couple of lads to immigration and stuff like that, but to bounce back the last day and the way that 
that they did. Um, they would have been relishing the challenge now of Thomas's this weekend. They'll be giving it absolutely everything. But how many teams? Thomas's are very like Limerick in the in in the sense that you live with them for 40, 50, even fifty five minutes, but they'll just do enough to push over the line. And I I give I give Thomas's the heads up in this. You obviously seen um. Capitalia looked close in person and Craig that day where they knocked you out in the preliminary quarterfinal. Have you seen anything that day that you believe Capitalia can overturn Thomas's this weekend? Um, like I know Dan Nevin and Paul Glaffey are serious losses for like that because they're experienced that they probably don't have. They're very young as well, Cappy, in some regard, but um, like they, they definitely have the forwards without a doubt trouble Thomas's backs especially the three lads the two Collinses and yeah um, they are as like and the stadium will suit them like we played them there in a, in a quarter final two years ago or three years ago Cap and like she's with an awful job with, with um Liam Collins and yeah inside like just, they just love space and that will trouble them they, they probably need to be just everything going right for them and nothing going right for Thomas's is their back their six backs against Thomas's forwards um, just experience Thomas's forwards have is just like that 15 20 yards take pass to get out of trouble to do the right thing at the right time, not to panic. That's probably just I, I honestly think they're the only team that could trouble them for the likes that is Lacre at the minute. Now, now, like there's probably a case for um momentum with the likes of Sarsis and, and maybe Turlock if they win at the weekend that you wouldn't know in a semi final, but. Um, they're just experienced like it's even with us with the first that we played them like, like you had Aina Dara James like just really good at doing the right thing at the right time and, and uh, you know, that that's probably where Capitagal will be just lacking a small bit the next day whereas they, yeah, they have the lads that take them on and get points and all that but like, as, as Kevin said when it comes to 45-50 minutes a new thing geez, I'm in with a shout here next thing who lacks concentration for two seconds and the ball's in the back of the net you do it again another two minutes later and the ball's in the back of the net again. And that's what they're very good at. They don't panic at all. Like, and the other side of that thing as well is if Conor Cooney and if Conor Cooney's on form, it's very hard to curtail him. Like, and that's, oh, that's not only shorter. He's the best club in the county for the last five years. You know, it's, it's a more than us there. He just popped off four or five points in about seven or eight minutes and next thing all of a sudden, before you know it, you're four or five points down. You're just thinking with Cappy, scale went with that long puck out against G and they seem to get joy off it but it doesn't feel like something you get off the Thomas's defence like if do they have to do something different this weekend with the Collinses and Jam Mannion and try and play a deep game or something because that puck out just doesn't feel like it would work with the way Thomas is set up No like and look at to be honest you, like me or Shane, Shane Cooney plays so far he plays a bit like that he plays in the 45 as the 6 anyway so that's not going to work like we didn't do that the last day we left too much space in front of our Full back line, there, full forward line. Like we, our half back line was nearly playing in midfield, and we created all that space. And even Ben Slow, which is a tight pitch, so you can imagine the stadium. Like you have to even play deeper. So, like if Cahill, Chain, and Evan Duggan playing the half back line, they're around a while now. They've put a few counts titans in their back pocket. They're too smart for that. I mean, you have James and whoever's with him midfield. Like they just sit back as well. Like so, they're they're too smart for that. Like so, I don't think they're going to get the space that they did against us. Um. And like even Shane, like he knows that he's so he's well able to get over and back and he'll support the cornerback or the fullback. So I think I actually think Cap Tyler are gonna to have to try something different as well the next set. They're not just gonna get the ball in as easy as they did against us. So 
Um, what that is, I don't know because, as Kevin said, Thomas has just seemed to they seem to know how to do all sorts and counteract every game plan. And I know as it gets to semi final and stuff like that, Davy or if they win the next day and it gets further on and you play maybe one of the uh, the better teams again or even against Capital the next day, Davy will be a loss with likes of that. So controlling the game in the middle of the field and know what to do. So um I did hear he's back running, but like I think the operation was got in the middle of April or something like that. So like I just know from experience myself, it's very, very tight to be back that quick. Um I did it myself. I got my operation the start of March and I was back for a county final middle of October, end of October and it was just it was a bad move. It, uh, it, was a, it was a bad move. I was outperformed once again after that kiff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just no matter what happens, I know like I'm not telling David what to do or anything like that. Yeah. The, the law is like you need time and that's it, no matter how and what was uh, it, lad? Was it was it did you tweak it again or was it Yeah, I tweaked it, it again again after four to five minutes, try right? I was I, I didn't play I think I played a league game at Galway back in February seventeenth in like I was four months trying to recover from that bit of a and like yeah. you know, I did everything to the T, like and I know Davy will be absolutely meticulous in what he does. Um but like it's just you know herself, it's just it takes time like and um but look at I'm not saying that's what like all I'm saying is he will be a serious loss in the pitch. Like I fucking played against him so many times. He's nearly like a player manager out in the pitch as well, like because he just he can see things before anybody else is out in the pitch and albeit he'll be on the sideline roaring it, he'll be a bit of a loss around the middle of the field for that. But uh next day against Cappy, I just think that they still have the likes of James, Aina, Dara, Connor, Shane, Cahal, all these experienced lads like so. That's the challenge you've mentioned, Kevin, with Thomas's, um, that they just always have an answer similar to Limerick. Like, but they've lost David Burke, as we've mentioned. Uh, James Riggins came in, probably being one of the players in the championship so far. But it's it's their ability to answer these questions, and like we'd be silly to back against them this weekend because they're obviously going for the six in a row. They're the standard bearers. Everything seems to be going well in the club at the minute. One or twenty B champions, their second team in a junior A semi like it's just very hard to look past Thomas's in any department this weekend that is of course but like when the news broke that Davey done his cruci at that time you know um, you know, it was a huge loss for Galway like a huge huge loss he's just such a leader around the place um, but like Davey took so much ball in the half back line as a midfielder he played even at 30 yards out as Lal he He'd take a chart, he'd link it to number six, he'd take it again, he'd link it to Conor Coney, it'd be thrown out the wing, you know, to Dara, whoever bang over the bear, you know. Like and I I I struggle to see that Thomas's will be able to get someone to do that job again, you know, but they've just slotted in, they've played their hurling the exact same way, and it's as if Davy hasn't even been out. Now I know, as Lyle said there, he's hundred percent right. Like when you come to this business into the year. You know, um, they don't do panic anyways, but you still need your real, real leaders. We say for like Farah or there, Dahi, Connor Coney, like Lal himself, Bukart. You need the big, big guys for the big day. But these guys have had so many big days that, you know, they're leaders all over the field, all over the field. Do you think they're wanting to do this for David, the Thomas's team? Hundred percent. But as as um Farrell said the other night, he was talking to him after they won the five in a row last year. And what was the words he said to him outside? He said, "We'll yeah. go for seven in a row." That's that's the that's the animal of of the man, not six. He bypassed the six because 
some other team had done it. Back Peter's in the well, yeah, back in the day. Well, yeah. yeah, and he wanted wanted it better than that's the animal you're dealing with, and that's the that's the types of players, and that's not just David Burke, that's the whole Thomas and Vitas and their club, you know. So hats off. Just finally, Craig, you you'd expect King Manny, I suppose, to come in this weekend with that capital pace. Yeah, he like he'd be definitely a plus in the full back line, right? He's a serious man marker, like and what was it, four, six weeks ago? I know I suppose since I seen him against Portumna, so he's probably had six weeks of hard training and there was four weeks off there and always probably got to do extra training and stuff like that. So after enjoying him until out in New York, no doubt over the summer. So um <laughs> but uh yeah, no look at he's he'll be a serious plus for them. But like in all fairness, out of the starting fifteen, definitely the ones that started against us anyway, there's it's um it's hard to pull any of them off the team to be honest. Yeah, they've they've been very good so far in the first three matches. So O'Keen is look, he's loads of experience and all that. No one the other side of that there as well, Davies up, but they've also lost Mark Caulfield, who'll be a big loss for them. Like he got man the match in the county final last year, so he's been missing as well. And Burner He's course, gone travelling, is he? He's uh, in New York for the summer as well. I don't think he's back yet. So maybe he's Burner, but, I, I, Burner well, sure. <laughs> They're a bit like the turtle mornings. They tell you one thing, but it's hard to believe them. Yeah. So um I heard he was, but uh, I haven't seen him around Gore. He works in Gore there. I haven't seen him in a while now but, uh, to ask him, but he wouldn't tell you the yeah. truth either. But uh, no, like he'd be a plus to have as well. Like So if you're thinking about it from the panel last year, like you're talking about Davey, Mark Hoffman and Bernard out of the panel, maybe if Bernard's not back. like So they are three lads of a loss. Like, so as I was saying to you, when it comes down to the business, and it's all right against Gore in the first round of the championship and you win it by nine or ten points not to bring on a sub, but... Like when you get to this stage, the last eight, you need to be able to bring on 17, 18, or have 17, 18 players. Like, and like, you know, a stadium is a big pitch as well as they get tired fairly easy. And, you know, you need to be able to bring on them subs. So, like, do I think that they'll have enough to cap tackle to, uh, this weekend? Yes, experience wise, yes. But, like, get to the last four there. Like, they're going to need likes of Burner back and they're going to need, you know, that young Farrell in the 20 Bs. Maybe him come on and bring, bring fresh legs like they brought on. Like in the last two or three years, John Head has come on there. He's done a real good job. Um, so like they're going to bring a few more and they're going to need some sort of a, a new Mark Coffee to come out of, out of the, the woodwork this year. So we're, you're both predicting Thomas is there. Um, so Thomas is in turn of more so far to get to the semis. Sunday, Lockray, Cambridge, 2 o'clock, Pierce Stadium. I don't think this game needs much building up here, Kevin. Oh, cracker. Cracker. I'm... Um... I'll be at the Saturday game, but I promised my young one I'm bringing her to the Bandit Slow Fair, so I can't get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but the horses. <laughs> um, no, um, I've tipped at the start of the year. I tipped Lock Ray to win the county final. Um, I'm going to stick with it. I think you know it's going to be a, a repeat of last year. The two two teams again in the semi final, but um. Like Lock Ray have done absolutely nothing wrong all year. Clarence Bridge have been topsy turvy, up and down. Um, you know, is is TJ Brennan back? Yeah, TJ Brennan's back. Played against back again. Yeah, he only got one one suspension. Yeah, like he's a huge huge um boost to them again. But it's going to come down to freeze now again, uh, lads. I think that like Nyland will shoot from anywhere. You know, referees have a big big weekend. Do they let the games play? Like, if you have one referee that lets everything go and the other three don't, well, where's the consistency? Um, and I'm not... Well, Liam Gordon's reffing this, and he usually does let it flow, so you imagine... Yeah, well, he'd be one of the better ones down all fairness. And nothing, like, I've great time for referees, and it's not an easy job, you know. 
you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But if they're if they're not as friendly with the whistle, um, Lock Ray, I think, will win this game six or seven points. I just think that they're on a different level than Clarence Bridge. Uh, there's great rivalry there between the two of them. Two young teams. Um Clarence Bridge are like they brought in more and they were JV4 this year. Um didn't start that great and those questions being asked of them and different things like that. But they just seem to have found the momentum again after the last day. Um I think the stadium will suit them. They're light, they're fast, but it'll also suit Lock Ray. It's gonna be a cracking game, but I think Lock Ray will win this one. I put the question um to Kevin at the start of the podcast about this four week break, Craig, and who would it be of advantage to have? But like Clarenbridge are coming on the back of they made it hard on themselves against Ardran, but they showed character to come back. Joshua Ryan showed the confidence of the dummy and then to bang it in the back of the net. Lock Ray haven't really been tested, is what people will say yet. So that's what makes this weekend intriguing now. Yeah, it does. And look, to be honest, uh, I was only listening to the radio. No, I didn't see it. But the, the, like Ardran, when they brought it back to level, they had three opportunities to take the lead. And they never took them. And in all fairness to Clare Bridge, when they got the chance, then they took it. And Josh Ryan, for all the world, finished the goal. Brilliant. Had a great game overall. Um, but as Kevin said, the, their their year has been up and down too much. Like, do you know what I mean? And like they they just they need to get consistency within the group. Like since they got the county final two years ago, they've they've probably gone backwards a small bit to be honest as a group. Do you know what I mean? And they have got I don't know. I can't like like I'd be talking to I'd be turning enough with a good few Cambridge lads and be talking there to Lee Madden and me and a few of the lads there a good bit like like I can't put a finger in it like because like the talent that they have coming through, like it's a bit like turn it more like you know, they've so much talent, they've won so much. And even under twenties there now the last day they won their under twenties. Like it's just it's hard to like when you sit back and look at it, and this is not a criticism of Clare Bridge, but had the too many similar players. You know, they've, they've so many lovely risky hurlers. But have the Kevin Brady that I'd do you in a second or do you know what I mean? Do they have someone that is just a ruthless? And I like they need to be able to up that the next day, because I can tell you and Kevin will tell you the same thing when you come up against the Lockeray team you need to be able to give it back because they will mix it and like that's always been the case like I Kevin's time when I came along you like you need to be and it's spread into them and that's the way they are and they're tough teeth like and like Clarenbridge are going to be able to have to match that the next day and they did like I was down at the Clarenbridge Lockeray quarterfinal down at Nairai was it two or three years ago in thunderstorms and when it came tough Clarenbridge pulled through and Evan Nyland stood up to the plate and they won by a point, I think, and they went on. I think that was the year they went back to the county final. But they need to do that the next day now, like, and they need to find something out of summer because it's been a poor year, really, for what their standards are. Like, their standards are trying to win a county final. So they need to step up to the plate the next day. Like, and look, at they can say, and like, I was talking to them, like, and they're waiting for a few of these lads. Like, Aaron Nyland, like, is a serious, serious talent coming through, and he is. He's unbelievable. But, like, the lads that are there now this year, they need to step up to the plate and just... Not be waiting for the likes of these as to come true from their twenties, and it's a few of them around a while now. Um, John, the Armstrongs, and even Evan now is a few years playing senior hurling, and a few more of them. So, like Sunday is a big test now, and like, like to be honest, yeah, I'd be with Kevin from the start of the year, even last year. Like I just, I, I thought Lockray were the best team in the championship last year, even though they didn't come home with the cup. I tipped Lockray to win the 
the cup or to, to win the championship this year from an early stage. And just go back to your point there, Paul. I don't think it's Lockray haven't had a challenge. I think it's Lockray being so good that nobody can give them a challenge so far. And to be honest, we were just talked about it before we come online. Like they still have, they didn't play Martin McManus for the first two games. Ochin Kyle hasn't been back for the first two games. Like they've had four weeks now for the likes of these guys to get fully fit again. Like they have a serious panel. Like and as Kevin mentioned before the podcast, not alone the serious panel, but they've a serious backroom team as well. Like inter county stuff. Yeah, even look at Block Graves back six. You could have came in Kaleem, Paul Hoban, Kieran Hanrahan, Brian Carey, Johnny Cohen, and Tiernan Kaleem, but you're leaving out Ushin Coyle and Shane Morgan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like and like like we spoke about Shane Morgan last year being a serious loss when it comes to the county final, like and like the men Martin Dobby would have done. Very haven't even mentioned in the six packs. And Ushin Kailu has been a stalwart for them for the last couple of years. So and like nearly all of those have got county experience. Do you know what I mean? Like Johnny speaks for himself and the rest of the lads. So Paul Hoover has been there for a good few years. So, like, I'd say the hardest job for Lock Ray at the weekend is the manager just picking the team. Do you know what I mean? Leading up to it. So, look at Clare Bridge are going to really need to get a performance out of summer and be ready for an absolute war because that's what it's going to be. And they match Lock Ray's physicality, Kevin, or do they have to try and just come with something different like Cappy? Every team will try and match each other, you know, but um, for me, they were always the team that brought the most physicality, is Lockray. Um, Gart, in their older days, we said the Lennon there now, and Ali Fahin, these guys were tough, tough, tough men, but Lockray were just, as Lal said there, it's, uh, it's just bred into them, you know. From under tens up along, like and every one of these guys that play county, you know, the Matters and Johnny or Johnny Og and Brian Mahoney of Friday, all of these guys, Vinnie Maher, you know, Greg Kennedy, all of these guys have been involved with the club all the way up along. And some of them have young lads playing now. Like anytime you were out to play like Gray, you knew you were coming off sore, you know. And I can remember um I I blasted a house there for uh, Johnny O'Loughlin a few years ago and I was just chatting. And he says, um, regardless, Brady, he said, whether we're a pint up or a pint down, he said, with a minute to go, he said, we always knew we'd beat you. And he said, we always knew we'd beat any team. He said, that was the mentality that they had within their squad. Like, I thought it was a profound statement. Like, that's the way them boys were bred. They were arrogant. They were bold. They were men. They were teak tough. Everything that you could want in the team. And... They just came along at the wrong time because they came up against the best team of all time in Portumna. And it was an awful pity because they definitely would have won three or four county titles. They only ended up winning one, I think. Which they did. They deserved more, in all fairness. They did. 100%. With the Crow Park then and things didn't work out for them. But as in physicality, they'll never, ever be found wanting. And hurling-wise, and Lalman, a great point there. It's not that they haven't been challenged. No one has been good enough to challenge them this year. Um, they're still the team that I think will win the championship I think they'll win against Sunday why do you think they'll win Kevin? just just too good it's as simple as that I just think they're a better team I think they're better balanced um, they're mainer they're tougher um, their defenders are teak teak tough there's no getting out there I think Jamie Ryan is moving the ball very well around they have a couple of good forwards and you know what they have? They have a bench. You know, you spoke about it there. That, like, 
I think 90% of these guys have hurled county at some stage up along. That's that's a profound um, stat like. And all young, young guys. But they've been around a couple of years now at the same time. And at the start of the year, you know, when Brian Manning and a few of the lads went in with them, in with um, Tommy Kelly, like, I know that they had a team meeting. And what was spoken about at that team meeting was, was um, winning the county title, not the group stages or who's coming out. I know for a fact it was said, I won't say who said it, um, that they were going all out to win a county title this year. Now, I know it's an old cliche that every club would have that talk, oh, we're going for it, we're going for it. But you have to be realistic as well. You know, um, there's only about there's only about two teams really that can win it, in my own opinion, this year. I could be slated for saying that. And that's Tommy's and Lockray. So Lockray were well within their means to say that in his restaurant or in, in a team meeting. And I think they're doing everything right up to now. And I I just can't see Clarence Bridge. And I will finish on this. And Lal hit the nail on the head. He did say um, that Clarence Bridge have gone back in the last couple of years. I agree with him. It's very, very hard to put my finger on it as well. Um, I won't say they're soft. They're not. They're not soft. That got me in trouble before. Right, come on, Kevin, you have to say it again. <laughs> no, but they're, they're, they're risky hurlers, you know. Um, they have no 40, you know. They have no they have no modge anymore, you know. Um, Jamie Cannon. They're tough, tough guys. They don't seem to have... Um, they have no outball, you know what I mean? Where you can just get it, launch it, and have a guy to hold up three or four players till another guy comes in. They don't seem to have that. If they don't get the ball to hand, it's lost. Um, I just think Lock Gray will be way too physical and they'll be in their faces from the start. Just finally on, on Clarenbridge, you feel like to match physicality this weekend, they need really to get primary possession. They're obviously going to try and get Evan on the ball. Keen Zaman's going to be vital in that, Craig. Mikey Daly's going to be vital in that because really the likes of Joshua Ryan and David Lee are going to try and be their, their main tread inside. Gavin Lee is probably going to come out as a tournament fielder with Sean Duff and Liam Lean. With Salmon, do you try and bring him out or do you try and keep him in? Because it is a question of like how can they minimise Lockray's physicality, particularly defensively, because that's where it does start off for Lockray. No, I leave him inside. Keane's best position is in the corner of the square or the edge of the square. <clears throat> He's the biggest physical man to have. Like Mikey Daly's a big, strong boy as well, in all fairness, but Keane is the main man. He's the focal point. You go... Mark will come off his shoulder, Gavin Lee will come off his shoulder, Evan come off his shoulder down the middle. That's what you want, like, and that's what they're best at doing. But in all fairness to Keane, he does a good job at it. In all fairness, he's like that's if you're not playing that 10, 15 yard pass, Keane is normally the, the, the go to man with the high ball. So yeah, they'll 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 aim to do that the next day. But look, don't get me wrong, if it turns into a real slick hurling match, playing bridge are well able to hurl like they are. But I just think, going back to Kev's point, he's dead right. Like I think Gray are so physical that they'll turn it into a physical situation. Like and but they didn't have the hurlers like Jamie and him to take on the game and Neil Carey and these guys to play hurling as well. Um, but like Clarenbridge, like have they a really good game in them? Hundred percent, they can click. If they click, they'll have a really good game in them. But I just don't think it'll be the next day because I think Lockray. I just think Lockray are really, really moving well. Time in the run, perfect injuries back. The physical side of things, they'll be able to mix it the next day. Kevin said they're hard play against so um where it's a third third game as well, shots you know, promise rain the weekend. It is it'll it'll all play into Lockray's barrow, like. Yeah, that was the way with the clear championship there at the weekend as well. Last weekend, like 
if you don't know if you've seen the matches there on Sunday and, or on yeah. Sunday and Tele, Clare and Aeroke, geez, like the rain, the pitch in, in Ennis was just, it just, it, 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 the hurling side of him out the window, like it turned into a real battle, like in Clare come out on top. And I think that would be the same way, as you would say, the stadium taking four matches the next step. And that'll be the third game. Like, so it's going to be, it's going to be, it won't be the 10, 15 yard, lovely tippy passing that was playing this summer. It's going to, the game changes. That's why Thomas gets so good at it as well, you know, the, this time of the year suits him. And I think like Ray down through the years, it's this type of game that suits him as well. Yeah, John Conlon could get a very busy man now between Clonlair and the semi final and Lockray. It'd be interesting to see if there's a oh, class right, yeah. or something. But um, that's one to keep the eyes on. The last quarter final, Sarsfields, Ormore Mary. Both of you said that Ormore Mary have been the team of the championship for E. And Sarsfields, then Kevin, have probably the most impressive team and most impressive performance from the preliminary quarter final. I think. Sunday is probably the most exciting day compared to Saturday because it's it's toss of coins really, isn't it? It is, yeah, and like or more. I think it'll suit them on Sunday because the pitch will be mucked up regardless whether it rains or not. And or more, so they're so physically fit, um, that it took them a couple of years to get up to the standard of hurling. So they worked harder on their physical side of things and work on their hurling as well. But it's a lot easier to get physically physically fit than to bring your natural hurling in. And it gave them time to bring the younger guys through. Um, they're a serious outfit now. Um, but they're on their 20s coming through as well. I think they're they're probably, they're on a crest of a wave now, no more than uh, Gart as well. You have an awful lot of young lads coming as well. And they're going to be a serious outfit in a few years. But as in regard, we spoke about the last day shock with, with Sarsfields. Um, you were saying actually about Gart, did the time the run was at a master's throw you know, and it turned out no, but I think this is a master stroke by Sarsfields, you know, have they timed their run? I've seen them the last day, oh my God. Um, like they were That's the competition four. in that Sarsfields team now, like, yeah. it's just looking at the bench, the Climber Daily, you had Kenneth Cooney, Darren Murphy, Adam Dunham, Niall Morrissey, Ushin Keane and Alan Moore were just some of the subs to come on, like. Yeah, sure, like, Morrissey, like, where do you start with them? Like, they're, like they're they're so well coached, um, and we said it the last day as well with uh with Searle as well. Like sometimes they didn't know what team to put out, and they looked very dis disjointed. Um, they were they were trying to play this short game, and it wasn't working for them. And the last day when they went with the long ball, and all of a sudden Climber Daly set back, they went short, and they set Kevin Cooney in and played some fantastic hurling the last day. Um, Morrissey was outstanding a cornerback. Uh, Coney's are just Coney's are just animals, you know. Connor Coney's having the having the year of his life. And Joseph, really, or Joseph, sorry, he's 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 having the game the year of his life at centre back. He's really really enjoying his hurling. And as Searle said the last day, when like when he hurls well, the whole team hurls well around him. It's just the aura he brings with him. Um. Kevin is really, really flying as well. He's going well on the freeze. You know, his stats were good the last day. You'd have to go with Sarsfields, but it can be a flick of a coin. If it comes down to a dogfight, you know, a real physical battle, I'd side with Orton more. Um, but as in the hurling-wise, I just feel, you know, that Sarsfields have it. But I think it'll be a fairy tale for Orton more if they win it. But I won't be surprised 
if they will. Big question mark, Greg, is going to be Niall Burke's fitness uh, this weekend. Do you think do you think Niall Burke still has something to offer going? I would, yeah. 100% if he was willing to come back, I would, yeah. Like, if you look at the the goal with Puck out last year, you know, I think I spoke about it on a podcast last year with you, Paul, and like Niall Burke to catch a button, 15, 10 minutes to go and you need a ball, a go-to man with a, a puck out and that Burke was the man to go to, like, and I think Bowie missed that the last, uh, or last year. Um, and definitely if he was there, he'd, he'd be, you know, a man to bring on 10, 15 minutes to go. So yeah, it definitely would. Um, will he be back? Will he be back next day? I hope for more sake he is. I heard he's back training, right? Um, what injury had he like? Hammer, hammer was at him all year. Cause uh, well, they played um Clarenbridge in the first game. Did he miss the penalty and then he came off afterwards about ten minutes to go? So it's Adam since the start of the year, and uh, he was playing the last day against um against Clarenbridge in the last group game over and got an hour pitch. He went off after 15 minutes. So, like, in all fairness, they performed without him for the last the 45 minutes afterwards, the young lads. Um, so, but they'll need him the next day, like, 100%. Like, if they don't have him, it's going to be a serious loss straight away from the off. But I'd imagine he'll start, I'd say, definitely. Um, to see, hopefully, he can finish out the game. Saturday is the last day. Come out of the dressing room after our game. Watch the first half against, um, against uh, Climber Daly. And I just thought, oh, these guys turn it on. We we I was mentioned it last year too, Paul. We, we played them in a challenge match after the first round of the championship. It was three weeks of a break last year. We played them over in Bullon. There was young fellas coming on the pitch with fifth with four to five, fifty minutes gone. These subs, I didn't know who they were. They were 19, 20 years of age, buzzing around the place. And I just said to my I, I left Bullon last year saying, These guys are going to come close to count championship. Now they underperformed. I think the weather went, went against them as it went on. We're just too young and the physical side of things and the weather got the pitch got slower and it probably went against them. But seeing them the last day against Climber Daly, like they just they had everything that they needed. Like Darren did a great job and Bino stopped them, nullified them completely. I think Bino got two points in the first half, but Darren stopped a lot of the ball. Joy Joseph was just coming back in, sweeping a centre back, got onto loads of ball. Then they worked the ball out, either Heinze himself or Darren when the ball was coming out. Every ball went in front of um went in front of Kevin. Kevin was on fire the last time. Jeez, the ball he was getting. Like, there's no fullback in the in the county that our country that would have marked in the last day. Then John Cooney was winning puck outs. Ian Fox was floating around getting a few points. It just looked really, really impressive the last day. But the only question mark searches is can they produce that the next day again? Because if you look at it against G, Kev, against uh, against Cascar in the second game, they were poor, like you know, yeah. and they were off. They were very up and down. Like Kevin Cooney, like where he was absolutely on form the last day. He missed a few vital frees in the second game against Castlegar and Niall Morrissey came on. No, in all fairness, Niall tipped over the freeze, took over. But like the next day against Ormore, Kevin needs to be on form. Can't be missing any frees like that. Um, but if they play like they did the last day against Climber Daly, I'd imagine I'd I'd definitely give Sarsis the nod 100%. I just think there's very few teams now that keep with them like they did the last day. Is it just quite simply G Mack on Kevin Gooney this weekend, Kevin? Yeah, and I think G Mack will have his hands filled, you know. Um Sarasfields are so cute and Lal hit the nail in the head, they've young guys coming on buzzing. They're very, very cute and very well coached in what they do. Uh, they won't be launching balls down the top of G Mac, you know, not in Pierce Stadium because like for the likes of G Mac to win a high ball, like it's it gives the whole team a, a, um a G up. So 
what they'll be doing is they'll be keeping it out wide. They'll be bringing out John Cooney and they'll be popping ball in front of him. And if he can take him on, and G-Mac loves coming in a straight lines, but if you're around him, he's in trouble. Um, He still has pace, but Kevin Cooney is lighting. Absolute lighting. You know, so um, I'd be worried now if I was G-Mac. But the only good thing about it is, with the weather is promised bad and all of this, um, you know, it will be a defender's game. But on the other side of that, as Lal knows well, as playing as a defender, you have to be cautious. Like, if if you're going for a ball 50-50 with a forward, you know, and you slip, he's gone. He's inside. So do you let him do you let him win it and stand him up? Like this like all good hurlers decide this on the day. They know exactly. It's different if you're attacking a ball in the half back line, you can go for it because you've cover inside. But there's nowhere to hide in the full back line. So um Kevin Cooney on fire is he's really unstoppable. Yeah, you probably expect the home Gary then to tie up with uh John Cooney. The battle in the middle is going to be intriguing. Ross Ballone and Patrick Burke there coming up probably against Ian Fox and Dara Donahue. But on the or more half forward line, they played against Clamor Daly. Um, Ruben Davis, Rory Burke, Anthony Keeley, they're all electric, uh, Craig. They were central to Ormore in that under 20. Like it's it's nearly exciting to see how these players have been so successful for Galway at under 20 level, how they're going to tie up now and I think people around the county are interested to see how they're going to go this weekend. Yeah, and look at it. It's great to see, but the you know, it's great to see lads like that stepping up to the plate. They played very good with Goa Miners in the twenties. Like Rory Burke, the last day for the under twenties. Like Jesus, the, the hand pass they get for the goal. He must have ran fifty yards straight through the middle of the Cambridge defence. So, like, he's a great prospect. He was very good that day out in Gort now. Um, especially when he actually went into full forward line for the last fifteen minutes and he caused awful trouble. Um, Anthony Keady is as quick as Kevin Cooney when he gets the ball. He's absolutely nine, lightning. Um, Ruben Davis the same way. So they do have that. Now, the, the only side of it is they're probably a bit like us. They're very inexperienced on that side. Whereas the Sarsis backs, like if Joey at six or Heinze at three, um, you know, they probably have a bit with Darren Corner. They're probably a bit more experienced for the likes of them lads. But at the same time, maybe the youth have no fear the next day going in. Ross Malone McFeed as well as bomb on forward there a good bit. So or more fast and nippy if Nile is playing it. Nile could be playing at full or could be playing at centre as well. They might put Rory Burke inside. So do you know, like if it's if it's a case of Rory Burke inside and on Heinze, maybe space will suit him as well on the day. So look, there's loads of different scenarios there with the with the or more forwards as well, what way they line out. They could be all over the place. But um I suppose the good thing about that is youth or final, they have nothing to lose, as I said in the start. They're in bonus territory now or more, so they go out feeling that the next day they can just play off the cuff or there's probably a bit more pressure on Sarsis because it's a bit like Clarence Bridge or Turlock or Thomas's or Lockray. Their goal every year is to win the county final at the end of the day. They're at that stage now and they probably need to make a breakthrough because, you know, there's a few of the older lads there like Niall Morrissey and Heinz and a few of these lads, they need to make a breakthrough soon. So, lads, this is the fourth quarterfinal are we still sticking with Turlock, Thomas's, Sarsfields and Lockery to be in the last four? Yeah. Yeah. So they are the four senior quarterfinals. Just briefly then on the uh, senior B, it's on Saturday, doubleheader in Lockery. It's Kilnadim and Haskra, Molya versus Lee Mellows. Two winners advanced to the senior B final and then the winner of that final um, 
goes up uh, to uh, Senior A then. And the Senior A relegation final then between Portumna and Kilkenyron is Sunday week. Um, just due to Kilkenyron obviously playing Crowell uh, there just on the weekend gone by. Who do you see coming out of the two semi-finals this weekend in Senior B, Kevin? It's going to be a cracking game with Molia and Mellows. I've seen the, I've seen um, Molia playing this year. Uh, there was a bit of trouble there in the Mellows camp earlier on in the year. They seemed to have weathered the storm and come back a bit. Um, I'm really impressed with um, with Molia all year. I like them. They're physical, but they're they're hurlers. They've a, they've a lot of good young players coming through. Now I seen like earlier on in the year, no disrespect, but a, a lot of people were tipping um. Uh, Hasker Fohan had to go back down you know I like them I really do um, there's a good few of them lads playing football with Calter and, and different things and they're very very fit you know they're in a they're in a this weekend I think they're a serious outfit as in regard of Senior B you know they deserve to be up Senior A but only one team can I think I think Mulya will win and I think yeah, Hasker Fohan will win this weekend and Greg with the Senior B Kiladima and Mulya have looked like the two teams kind of ahead of the rest, but then obviously Hasker and Meadows got off to terrible starts, but both teams have really seemed to recover. Like We are set up for two cracking semi-finals here as well, but how do you see them going? Yeah, I've been um, watching closely in Senior B there. Dean Riley works with me there from Pierce's, and they played uh, they played uh, Meadows in the last game, and so I've been watching that. Meadows, as Kevin said, very slow starts. Bit of trouble in the camp, management going and stuff like that. On paper, you'd imagine Mellows should be within the top eight, six teams in the county. And I'm talking about senior A. Um, they've that much talent, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't been clicked the last. They were in three county finals in a row, not so long ago. So, but look at, I think that on their day, they're definitely good enough to beat any of those teams. Um, Mellows, it'll be a cracking game against Mulya the next day. I think that's where I see the winner coming from. Either that, Mulya or Mellows. Whoever wins that game, I probably just tip Mellows. Yeah, both games are not great. Yeah, both games are not oh, great, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I probably just tip, tip Mellows in that. Now, don't get me wrong, Mulya have been unbelievable all year. Um, But if Mellows click, I just think they, they probably maybe have just a better, stronger team. But maybe, look, Mulya, Mulya have gone, gone well all year. Um, on the other one, Haskar, in all fairness, slow start as well, but... I definitely agree with Kevin says the football side of things is definitely helping them. Like they're such a tough deep team. Um the boys playing football one weekend and hurling the next weekend, a lot of them there. Team fucking Park Manion was on the team in the week there a few weeks ago for the yeah. football side was. So it was so um animal. <laughs> animal. So it just shows like that's that's the mentality them lads have, like, and that's what's great grinding them out in matches. We can team are going well doing off parents as well. So um that'll be a close one, I think. I think Melo's a beat uh, just about beat Mullia, but I she's the other one is Hard to call. I, if I was tipping it. I'd probably go with Kevin. I tip Haskra right. Um, so I go Haskra Mellows or yeah, Haskra Mellows final. Yeah, so that's the last four. Uh, in the senior B, uh, both of them games on Saturday, um, in the senior B. Then just on the intermediate quarters, Kevin, you will just start with your own club first. Cylon, they're coming up against Cambridge's second team, um, this weekend, uh, in Tomb Stadium. Is this a difficult one for Cylon? Because they've never come in as favourites to a quarterfinal and there's a bit of expectation now with this group coming into this game. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, 
it's a banana skin for them. Like we've spoken about it before. A lot of people don't realize the work that goes on down in Ceylon. Um and the amount of young fellas that are coming through, like it's it's phenomenal. It really and truly is. It's a credit to the, the club down there, what's being done and the selectors and from everywhere, from under eights all the way up along. But um I've seen them a few times this year now, Ceylon and they're a very, very good team. They really and truly are. Now, Keelan Craven, you know, their former county guy, he hasn't played with them all year. You know, he's he'd make any senior team. He really would. Um, very, very good free taker. Very good stick man, physically very strong, but he's out with his knee, and I don't think I don't think even think he'll be back later on in the year. I spoke to him a few weeks ago and he still wasn't right. You know, he's a big loss to them, but at the same time they're winning without him. Um, can they fall into the trap of the favour tagging and not winning against or think that they're going to beat a senior or a, a senior second team? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, there's no egos in that side on Arsenal whatsoever, and rightly so. Rightly so. Um, I think they're good enough, definitely good enough to beat Clarenbridge the next day. The only thing about it is, um, from my perspective, looking at it, shocks. And you know a lot of the silent lads as well that played your own club and are down in the first round. Um, what's the best team that they play the next day? Settle team for their semi-final because that's what I'd be looking at. It. I know I'm probably reading it down the line, but get their best 15 on the team, on the field, and have it settled for a semi-final because if you can't beat Clarenbridge's second team, you shouldn't be there anywhere close to going into a semi-final, if that makes sense. That's no disrespect to Clarenbridge's second team. I just think Ceylon left plenty, plenty in the tank for Clarenbridge. What's impressed you most about Ceylon? Their youth. You know, I, I was involved with them on the 13, 14, 15, and I pulled out then at 15, just too busy at work and stuff, and they went on and won the under 15B. All of them guys now are 18, 19. Like, um, like we spoke about it a few weeks ago, Shocks. It's, it's a... It's a big statement to say that I hope they don't win the intermediate. And and I still stand by that. And the reason for it is because, doesn't as Lal knows, like I, when I left um, Castle Garrow back hurler with Ceylon, we went up intermediate for the first time ever. So I was straight back into big training again. And like the jump from junior to intermediate is huge. What them guys don't understand the jump from intermediate to senior is massive. So if they can hold, I think, you know, semi-final finals for the next couple of years to get them guys that are 19, 20, up to 21, 22, 23, as Lal said, get their younger guys from guard back into the gym, hold them up, you know, steal the mind, get them toughened up a bit, then have them ready for senior hurling because there's nothing worse. You know, we've done it in our own club in Kilconley and football and stuff, and there's nothing worse than going up and coming straight back down. It sets you back a few years. So just yeah. um, didn't have a climber this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's going to be very, very tough for them to pick it up again. Just then, uh, Ballandrine and Rahoon play at half one on Saturday in Tune Stadium before Cylon and Clambridge. Ballandrine are close enough to your own club. Um, Craig, they've showed a bit of form um, coming through the prelims, drawn with Teen Abbott and Irie, but Rahoon as well, top to group. but are you surprised that you haven't seen Ballandarine kind of push on in the last year or two? Yeah, definitely. I'd say they're disappointed themselves last year in particular that they can come back up. 
Um, I seen them against Tina over Norwich in the last game, was it? Last group game. Um, and for the first 15, 20 minutes, they were unbelievable. They ran down the middle, they took on, they got goals, went well ahead of Tina, who I'd seen play before that two or three times. They were fairly friendly, they were Shane Maloney. And um, I went to see them play over Norwich once or twice, and I said, geez, Tina, straight back up. Nobody stopped me, Tina, but Bandarin put it up to now the first 20 minutes. We were actually playing the same day against Portumna, so I left at half time. Bandarin had a man sent off just before half time, and I could not get over it was a draw I, at the end of it all. I just thought Bandarin were playing so well. I don't know how that game finished up a draw, and I just said to myself, geez, when I seen that draw, I said, you know, maybe they had just thrown, they're missing something, lacking something. They wore last year. I seen them play once, twice for last year, but look at I, I think they'll have too much for Rahun. Um, fairly friendly, they were a good few Kilbakens lads there as well. It's Kilbakens, you were in Rahun's group, weren't they? So, yeah. um, like I, I think from talking to, to the teams around, like it's a good few of them, so like Stephen Canberra there, like as well, be turning off the Canberra lads. And I think Ballandurney will have too much for Rahun the next day. Um, but like I'm not skipping here now or anything to the next quarter final, but like, I cannot see how Tina don't come back up out of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think that Paul Killing is back there now, there's a few more back, the big panel of players. Like, and they need to be there, thereabouts, coming back up and playing senior B again. Why do you feel a team won't be able to stop Tina this year? Well, I seen them against Spiddle, was it? Was that the Spiddle in their group in the second yeah. game? I was out in our pitch as well, and like they were just <laughs> they were playing unbelievable hurling, like through the lines. Paul to Shane, Porrick was in full, like they were just they had you know, really good structure. But then I seen them against Ballinurian, they were just very poor in the first 15, 20 minutes. Now, obviously, they brought it back to where they should be. But if you name out a few of them hurlers, like Paul Kelly, Shane Maloney, Porrick Brehenny, three lads that were in a county panel two or three years ago or four years ago, like, it's a very strong spine they have. Like, and you add in a few more of the younger lads there, they have as well. Um, like, There's no reason. Like, a lot of those lads are, like, I just think that they're very, very strong. Like, and to be involved, like, you know, to be not winning an intermediate championship. But don't get me wrong, like, there's, Bandurin or even Cylon or or um, Canberra even for that matter might have a, a different opinion than I have but at the same time I just think that from what I've seen anyway so far Tina this year I just think that they they should be pushing on and winning the intermediate champion Yeah that's why it really does feel like an uphill task this weekend now for Karen Moore coming up against Tina Kevin Oh yeah but like I, I tipped him as well at the start of the year no more than I'll like wouldn't Matty Kinney was appointed to come back like that in itself was a, was the right on the wall and I always like to see what management team come in and a backroom team you know it sort of sets the standard and like when you have the likes of these guys after coming out of a Dublin job a real professional setup coming back into his own club demanding such high standards and like then you have the the spine of the team you know like Eric Brehany there and Paul Killeen and all Shane Maloney and all these guys I can't see anybody touching them um, Hodges with them as well, isn't he? He's a trainer. Hodges there, yeah, yeah. Hodges, yeah, Hodges a legend. Like he's just a born bred the club up there, and I'm sure Bra is knocking around there as well. So, like, uh, I can't see anybody beating them. Um, I said it at the start of the year. I stick with it. Um, like that, like Lyle said earlier on. Um, for for Thomas to be beaten this weekend, everything has to go wrong. You know, and everything has to go right for somebody else. So, like, they're they're definitely my pick this weekend. Just on that final quarter, lads, in intermediate, 
it could literally go right down to the wire. Like I wouldn't be even surprised to see extra time. Mila Gerkord obviously looking to get back to the final. Kinvara got out of jail and probably know they've a point to prove this weekend. But Craig, that just seems like a game that like already has extra time on the cards. Oh, 100%. 100%. I was listening to Kinvara match on the radio the last 15 minutes of it, like, and I just thought, how are they going to, I, I thought, how are they going to throw away this? Like, and then they got the goal at the end. And I like Kinvara a bit like Osto, like, or even like one or two other teams there. Like, they're very, very young. Very young, like you know, Wheelow's like I think Aiden Milan there, he's Aiden's a year younger than me. And Wheelow's the next oldest there at twenty, whatever he is, five or six. And they're they've I think they've about eleven or twelve lads starting and they're under twenty or something after that. So very, very young. So they're just they like, play football as well, though. Oh, they are, yeah. A lot of them are playing football. <laughs> like as Kev said there, like I think they're a bit like their own club there in Ceylon. If they can just build it, build it, build it, and I think in two or three years, Simon these lads man up and they, they get a bit of gym behind them and they come up against a few tough teams and learn a few experiences that, that's when they need to come up then and as Kevin said they're like, like we play Climber in a challenge match a couple of weeks before the first round attempt and like the way they were set up like it, it's definitely it's nothing got to do with Desi or the way they, they set up because they had 38 lads togged out they were there an hour and a half before the match started they came out they did a warm up for the ages like it wasn't that side of things that let them down but maybe they just weren't ready for senior hurling do you know what I mean maybe that 20 lads just weren't ready and as you say Kevin like there they are now they're, they're back down and intermediate again and it's a tough it's a tall task to ask to come back up again isn't it big, no, big thing now to undertake again come back up again next year so as Kevin said Canberra will be looking to do exactly what Kev said there hopefully get over the line the next day get to semi-final I know Cal is there um, and Cali be looking to do that like Cali be saying geez get these younger lads another couple of years under the belt and two or three years time we are going to go right we're going to go for an intermediate camp here and get back up to senior when we're ready to stay up in senior I know Joe Hessian is down there with them as well like so like they have a great backroom team there as well and I'm sure they are and I'm talking to a few of the lads down there the last couple of weeks they're definitely aiming for these younger lads to step up to the plate in the next couple of years Just on that game Kevin who do you see winning it Milik or Kinvara? Kinvara um I've liked them all year. Um, so you think last year's finalist Milik will dump down the championship this weekend? I do, yeah, I do. Um, I just like Kinvara. I just, I like what they're about. Um, like that, I like the backroom team. You know, I know Joe's involved as well. Joe Hessian, he's a lot, a lot of work done with county teams and and with Turlock and Canlin as well, legend as well. But like anytime you kind of wheeling on your team, and I know it's not a one man show, but like. He's in the top three hurlers in the country, you know, three top three forwards in the country, no question about it. Like, if I was 19 or 20 or even 18 after coming out of minor or whatever, and Conor Whelan was playing in my club, like, you'd be dying for the man. You'd do absolutely anything for him to impress him. If he was there training at seven o'clock, I'd be there at half six. And I'm sure this is the way these guys are. Like, Conor is such an unassuming guy. Um, doesn't say a lot, but that does his actions on the field, and you can see it. You can you can just see Kinvara start to turn again. The tides are turning a bit, and I followed them as well in the football. You know, um, in the three one B final there as well. They won the minor on the seventeen a couple of years ago, and sometimes it it can be a distraction. But sometimes when you have a a team that's not known for their code, which the Kinvara have always been known for hurling. Now they're playing football. They're quite very very good at it. You know, and a lot of these guys are on the dual code. 
they're on a buzz, they're on a press of a wave. Win everything while you can. That's when it stops. It gets very lonely there. I just think in Barra are a team that are coming at the moment. They're doing great work down there as well. They're uh, they have a, the second pitch there. They're putting in an astroturf. They have a walkway in. They're massive fundraising going down there. Floodlighting the two pitches. Yeah. All that stuff will bring the club together. Do you know what I mean? Big fundraising. Huge. Just to uh, finally finish, lads, just one question that came in from a follower. Anyone catch your eye so far in the club championship who hasn't been involved with Galway that you believe should get a call in? Let uh, me see. <laughs> it's always a tough question, that one, because the group stages are so different to a quarter-final, semi-final, final stage. Um, like someone could stand out in the group stage, but yet the intensity mightn't be there like it would be in a quarter-final, semi-final, final. Like you'd always hear of first round of the championship, someone could shoot the lights out and all of a sudden they should be threatening the county panel and what's Henry at not bringing them in? But like when you get to quarter-final, semi-final, final stage, and I know that's not fair to someone that's not in it, but at the same time, the intensity of those matches is when you need to stand up. So without ducking the question or anything like that, um, like there's always a case for lads that are there that maybe aren't getting the the shot that deserve. Like I heard Jamie Ryan's name mentioned a good bit in the first three matches. How was he not getting the game with Henry? Um, with Henry's team, but yet he's shooting the lights out in club hurling. You know what I mean? So like there's probably a few of the younger lads that are right there. In all fairness, like. Like Mark was started off brilliant. Mark um, Kennedy for Clarenbridge, he's unbelievable in the first two games. I know he got sent off then, but like had a good few goals scored and all that. But like you know, but yet he was gone from the panel early last year. So Josh Ryan was very good for Clarenbridge the last day. I know he's young and all that. Like, but I know Henry probably looks at that because he like he had Gavin Lee in early when he was only young. So maybe he looked at something like that. Um, but. Like a lot of the main lads, a lot of the council lads are sending out playing very well at the minute. Anyone for you, Kevin? Johnny Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Legend. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> I see him this day. I was feeling the I was feeling the care and I could see all these this fella beeping. Hey. I said, Hi Johnny. <laughs> I heard I get I get my G up on the podcast. But no um, no, um it's not just cutting across or letting shocks answer my or Lyle answer my question, but he did. Um, it's very very hard. Or more of a couple of lovely hurlers coming through, um, a couple of young Burks there, very very good hurlers. Now I've always asked the question: How isn't Jamie Ryan, um, not playing with Galway? I really and truly mean that. Like he's a class act. He's main. He's speed. He's stick work. He has it all. Now, listen, Jason, Kevin, Lally, and. Uh, and Henry and all these lads know an inside set up better, but like I prefer not to be giving these lads the likes of a league game where it's dirty, wet, slow ground. Like keep him in there for the keep him in there for the league, but surely to God he's he's good enough for summer hurling with Galway because no disrespect to any of the guys, but he's he's better than some of the guys that are out there at times. Um going on club championship, and that's the truth of it. I've watched them, I've watched them closely. Um so to answer your question is no, I don't know anybody that should be there, but um Jamie Ryan. Jamie Ryan is probably the only one that stands out for me, Shucks. Yeah, I think this weekend's gonna tell a lot of uh, players who put their hands up. Um but it's an intriguing um weekend of action. 
there probably is going to be a few surprises along the way, but all the action takes place across Saturday and Sunday. We're in for a bumper weekend of hurling action, but uh, that's all on our show. A massive thank you to the lads for coming on. Cheers. Thanks, boys. Lovely stuff.